0: Welcome to another podcast from Vine and Fig Tree, and today we want to grasp the wisdom of a warning and the antidote for what that warning entails. And I want to read some uh, scripture, and primarily it's out of Isaiah and Psalms, and I want to read it the way it's written in the Hebrew, with the name of God, Yahweh, instead of O Lord, or the Lord. Yahweh and it could be Jehovah, who, whatever you prefer. Um, I have seen arguments over whether it's Yahweh or Jehovah and I prefer Yahweh personally. As I've heard the arguments, I went one time a few months ago and said, Lord, what's the right way? And God said, he said, Which, how, how often has your name, your last name been mispronounced? And I said, oh, often. He said, Do you respond to it? Do you recognize who they're talking to? Yes. He said, So do I. So I will call the Lord Yahweh. And his name is not so holy that we're not to pronounce it as many have esteemed holiness. Because if you think about what God wants, he wants children and fellowship with children like a mighty, wonderful father. And so, we want to say Yahweh and where it's appropriate we say Abba or Daddy. Now let's read this. Woe to the rebellious children says Yahweh who take counsel but not of me and those who devise plans but not of my spirit that they may add sin to sin who walk to go down to Egypt and have not asked my advice to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Now many congregations in our day have done exactly that. They've ask counsel, but not of God. They've devised business plans for the church rather than the move of the Holy Spirit. And we are reaping what we have sowed. Woe to a rebellious children who take counsel, but not of me. And we are becoming to the point of what happened to Israel when they had conquered Jericho and now it's time to go up to Ai and they didn't pay any attention to God and they were defeated. And then when they came back and trusted God, and He directed their steps, they were victorious. But what happened? They lost a lot of men to that mistake. So Isaiah 30, 8 through 11 says this, Now go, write it before them on a tablet and note it on a scroll that it may be for a time to come forever and ever, that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of Yahweh. And remember, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And going on, who says to the seers, do not see, and to the prophets, do not prophesy to us right things, speak to us smooth things, prophesy deceits, get out of the way, turn aside from the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. And isn't that what's happened in our society? And it really impacted in the educational establishment where God has been thrown out of school and God is now being thrown out of the workplace, and we're to be hidden examples of righteousness? (laughs) No, no, that's not God's plan. He is not delighted that His children are speaking smooth things, or those who say they're His children. God wants us to pay attention to Him and get back on the path, and that's what's depicted in Isaiah 30, 15 through 18. For thus says Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. That's the message, the antidote for today. We need to return and rest in the Lord, return from all these rebellious works, the worldly ways that the church has embraced and come back to his word and his directions and do it His way, not the way of mankind. But here's the problem. In returning and rest you shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you would not. And you said, no, for we will flee on horses, therefore you shall flee. And we will ride on swift horses, therefore those who pursue you shall be swift. 1,000 shall flee at the threat of one, at the threat of five you shall flee to you left as a pole on top of a mountain and as a banner on a hill. Wow, that's not much left of the nation of Israel, is it? A pole with a banner on it. That's sad. And that is what could well happen here. But then it goes on, therefore Yahweh will wait. That is, our God will wait until all of our foolishness has run its course and his wrath has been dispelled Yahweh will wait that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For Yahweh is a God of justice, blessed are all those who wait for him. And why would we need to be rescued from injustice? Well, for one thing, the church has readily embraced a lifestyle and a way of living that is. Um, pronounced evil in the Word of God. We need to repent from that. We need to repent from the idea that we can't be holy. We need to repent from that. And we want to come to that place where we can run and walk and not grow weary or faint. So Isaiah 40 says this, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, Yahweh, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on Yahweh shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That is the ability to go on doing what God pronounces for us to do and having the strength to do it. And remember, our strength comes from returning and rest and quietness and confidence. It says quietness and confidence will be our strength. And that's where we find it. God imparts it to us as we sit with him. Just like when Moses came down from the mountain and they were able to see on his face the glory of God, even so, people will be able to see our strength in difficult times as we spend our time with the one who gives strength. Psalm 37, seven through nine, rest in Yahweh and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of the man or woman who brings through wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on Yahweh, they shall inherit the earth. And then Psalm 123, two, behold, As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, and the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to Yahweh our God, until he has mercy on us. Servants looking to the hand of their masters, those are slaves. Maidens looking to the hand of their mistresses, those are slaves. Our eyes as slaves look to Yahweh our God. You know that's the humility that he wants in us, that we recognize that we're unprofitable servants, and as Paul said, we are bond slaves of the Most High God. When we walk with that humility to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly, he takes great delight in those of us who have a contrite heart. In Psalm 145, 17 through 21, Yahweh is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his work. Yahweh is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and save them. Yahweh preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of Yahweh, and all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. And that's going to be a glorious day when all flesh blesses God's holy name. When there is no more strife, nor anger, nor deceit, nor lying, nor cheating, no thievery. That will be a wonderful day. And God has just laid out for us how we can participate in that by waiting upon him. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next week if the Lord is willing. Amen.